Creative Clarity podcast. I'm Rena, And I'm Jean. So today we're going to talk about um, using patient case studies. Now we mentioned this in an earlier podcast when we were talking about engaging with patients and um, using those for services. So I mean patient case studies and um, there's a lot of ways that they can be used. So patient case studies could be theoretical uh, patients or they could be actual examples of real life patients in the story. Um, and I would say probably that we know from a um, customer's point of view, those the, the actual ones are much more relevant and realistic mm. than the theoretical ones. So we, we don't tend to be very good at them up. I can remember, Jean, when you and I were at AZ maybe 22 years ago, we were getting feedback, you know, from customers saying it's horribly obvious to us when you've made up these patient case studies to suit yeah. your brand. So we we have learned since then. And I think, you know, we we can gather these patient case studies either passively or actively. What I mean by that is passive may well be um, things that we have come across in ad boards or in market research and actively may well be where we approach patients and we've engaged them for this particular um, service. What what do you think in terms of treatments and their mention? So I think patient case studies can mention treatments, and I think sometimes that's why they're they're used or wanting to be used. But I think then you have to be able to categorise how you use that. So if you have a patient case study which talks about their experience of your medicine, and you want to use that externally with HCPs, that's going to be categorised as promotion. And we know that then all of the other um, elements of promotion need to be complied with. And probably the most important part of that would be um, is that, you know, don't exaggerate the response and don't sort of um, the balance between efficacy and safety. And, you know, there's a typical what's usually talked about is, is this a typical response? And actually, one of the reasons that, you know, the when you make a patient case study up is that you can then make it really neatly fit in that typical response category. Whereas actual patients don't fit in a typical response because everybody's different. So it's how you use it and how you make sure that the balance and the context is correct. And it doesn't imply that there's no side effects whatsoever or that there's a 100% response. And I think, you know, that massive case that Leo had a couple of years ago on their website where they'd used lots of patient case studies. Um, and that was the kind of ruling theme that went through. Was these case studies the typical response or not? But I also think they were found in breach because of the disclaimers. So you can't just go, oh, look, yeah. it's all right. We'll stick an atypical on, but tell people that. Because, you know, people don't always see a disclaimer or they have expectations. So totally agree with that. I think in terms of categorization that you picked up is really, really important. We don't with case studies, it's quite different to other activities where we really bleat on, don't we, to people about categorize at the outset. But with a case study, your interview as a patient may go off into lots of different tangents. They may talk about disease, but they may go into treatments and they may go into off-label areas of a treatment. And the beauty of that interview, of course, is that you can cut it to suit whatever intent you have and the content then must comply. So, for example, if I wanted to use a case study with a member of the public as part of the disease awareness campaign, obviously I would make sure the only content related to symptoms around the disease, um, 
what they talked about to their doctor, how they got diagnosed, that kind of stuff. So I quite like these case studies being able to be used in a variety of different ways. What do you think about functions within pharma who can use case studies? Um, so what there's a so medical versus non-medical uses. I think you know I think I think both can use them, but as you say, it, it's it's how they are used. So you absolutely can have case studies that are used by the promotional teams as long as all of those other elements of promotion are met. Um, and again. MSLs might be able to use case studies that are just talking about disease in order to educate about disease and, you know, um, perhaps increase knowledge around the impact of the disease on a patient's life, which is obviously quite an important consideration. And also, you know, head office themselves may choose to use pay, patient case studies in order to raise awareness within the company and educate the teams on the importance of the therapies that they are providing. Um, mm. And well, just thinking about the, the actual practical use of, of patient case studies, because um, obviously there can be real world evidence, which is sort of algamated patient case studies and all of that applies. But when you're using individual patient case studies, do you, you know, the, the, the considerations around the identifying features? So you have yeah. to be careful about if you're using a patient case study, do you need oh. to anonymise it or do you need to make sure that all those agreements are in place for what the patient is happy to be shared in those and be clear that if their details are going to be shared in a promotional way or just for internal training? You know what? Funny, I'm going to end on a rant because I've been in companies where legal have gone. Sorry, the legal people. Um, we can't use patient case studies because of consent. You know, and it's just a it's a throwaway excuse. You know, no, 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 no. If we get their consent for their personal data to be used in a certain, that's up to patients to give consent yeah. or not. We can't just go. We'll never do the activity just in case. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So top tips. Oh God, I'm not sure. Top tips, <laughs> but I think there's a good summary here. So one thing I would say is that what we've discussed here is written up into a bit of a nifty article, and we'll put the link to the article in the description of the podcast. I think it is important that when we come to um, using patient case studies, we categorize what we're doing. I think it's important that we don't mislead. And I think thirdly, it's this, there's this huge value with real world evidence and credibility that we really need to harness. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.